morning, everyone. Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36. This can be found on page 1034 of the Church Bibles. Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 27. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who ill-treat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, as your Father is merciful. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? You're going to show me with your thumbs how we're doing? Are we good? Are we on top of the world? Are we a bit in the middle? Are we a bit, uh, You can be honest, it's family. Okay, mostly thumbs up, that's good. Um, shall we pray together? Thank you, God, uh, for your love for us. And will you help us today as we look at what the Bible has to say about love? Holy Spirit, we welcome you here, and we thank you for all you're going to do this morning and all you're doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Now, um, I don't usually um, stand up here and talk to grown-ups. Um, I usually talk to the children. So, grown-ups, you're going to have to bear with me. If anybody wants to grab a cushion and come sit at the front, that is adults and children, you can. There are some cushions there, there's some cushions there. Feel free to come and make yourself at home. But the rule is you need to sit quietly, Okay. So if you're on a cushion, you have to sit quietly. Also, if you're on a chair, you have to sit quietly. Uh, but I'm really excited for what we're thinking about today. One cushion per person. If you've got a big one, you might need to share. Very good. So uh, today, we are thinking about love. Uh, and so I'm going to get some help now. Um, so what do you think of when you think of... Love. What do you think of when you think of love? Anybody got any ideas? Who wants to answer a question? What do you think of when you think of love? I think of hate as well. 
Okay. So they're like the opposites game we were just playing. Very good. What do we think of? Or what, what, or what things do you love, maybe? What things or people do you love? Any ideas? This can also be to anybody sitting in a chair, if you want to engage and help me out too, please. <laughs> Family. Someone said Lego. I love you, whoever that was. Lego. Yeah, anything else? What else do we love? G? Football. Football, good man. FIFA. FIFA. Friends. Friends, good one. Anybody else? Oh, we got one over here. Come in, William. Minecraft. Minecraft. Hands up for Minecraft. Who likes Minecraft? Yeah, very good. Wonderful. Okay, those are some things that you, you love or some of the things we think about. Um, I thought I would share with you uh, a, few, a few things that I love. But first of all, the, the English language is a really difficult language when it comes to love because we've spoken about some things that we love. Um, and we talked about football and FIFA, but we talked about friends and, and family and things like that. Um, but we've only got one word for love, haven't we? Let me give you an example. Okay, so these are some of the things I love. Pizza. Who likes pizza? Yeah, pizza. Ice cream. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I love my wife. Okay. And I love my boys. And I love Stevenage Football Club. In spite of the fact we're on a terrible run at the moment, I still love them. I still love them. So the English, like, those are all the things that I love, but I love them in different ways, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't love Stevenage like I love my wife. I don't love my boys like I love pizza. It's a different, but you see, Greek is really helpful language. So we're going to have a little Greek lesson. Everyone say, ooh. Very good. Okay, so here is some different words for love in Greek. Okay, the first one is storge. Now, that's the love of a parent to a child. So you're grown up that you've got a home with you. That's how they love you. It's storge love. Okay? Then there's eros. Now, eros is lovey-dovey love. It's romantic love. So between a husband and a wife. Then we've got, oh, then we've got philia. Now, this is the love of our friends that we talked about. It's like, kind of like the brotherly or sisterly love we have for one another in our church. One of my favorites, philocytos. Now, this is love of food. So pizza and ice cream, that's where that comes in. And I think that's very important. But I think the most important one is agape, is this last one. And in the original words that, that Sarah read out to us, is agape. And that's the word that, that is, is God's love for us. And that's the love that God wants us to show to others. Now, we are in Luke's gospel at the moment. Now, here's a picture of Jesus, and he's talking to a whole bunch of people. So this is the scene, the words that Sarah's just read. This is the scene of what it might have looked like. Jesus would have been standing up. He always stood up to teach. And, and people would be there in the crowd, and they'd be listening to him. Now, in Luke's gospel, that's the story that Luke wrote about Jesus' life, he's got some really important things to tell us. He tells us that Jesus is the, the Messiah. The Jewish people have been waiting for God's Messiah for ages. And Jesus is that Messiah. He's the one that's come to save them. Uh, it talks about an upside-down kingdom, which is a bit of a strange thing. It's about how we usually expect a king to sit on a throne, don't we? And for people to come and serve them, but... 
this kingdom isn't like that. It's different in some way. And it talks of salvation, of being brought from death to life. So let's have a look back in Luke 6. It tells us this, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Now, I don't know, if I was sitting there, I'd be thinking, hang on a minute, Jesus, I think you've got that a bit wrong. Love our enemies, the people that are doing really mean things to us, you want us to love them? No, you've got that wrong. You've definitely got that wrong. Let's just have a think for a minute about what it was like for the people that Jesus was saying this to, okay? So those people, they're, they're sitting there listening. What do they think? Let's have a look. Okay, I want us to imagine we are all sitting by the Lake of Galilee. We're 2,000 years back in time. Okay, yeah, mind your feet, because they'll get a little bit wet. Um, We're enjoying a picnic, maybe pass out the ham. No, not ham sandwiches, it wouldn't have been ham. Uh, Something else, some other kind of sandwich, cheese sandwiches. Uh, And... Um, maybe a nice little bit, of, little bit of rouge, a little bit of wine, enjoying a picnic. But all of a sudden, who comes along but a horrible Roman soldier? Okay, uh, who would like to help me with this? Any help, any, what do you want to help me? I better choose you first, actually, before I show you. Um, let's have Jude, you can come and help me with this. Right, now Jude, I'm a Roman soldier. This is my heavy, uh, authentic Roman uh, bag here. Uh, And uh, I can see you're enjoying a picnic, but you know what? I want you to carry my bag instead. So here you go. Put this bag on. You've got to go and do a lap of the church. All right, off you go. Come on, get to work. I know you're enjoying a nice picnic, but get moving. Right, thank you, Jude. Keep going. You've got to go all the way around. We'll give him a clap in a minute. Um, okay, so, so there's a Roman soldier who's interrupted your picnic, okay, and you're having a lovely time, but he said, hang on a minute, you need to do this, and if you don't, here's a sword, and I'm going to wave it under your nose. Or, you've been fishing on the lake, and you've come back, and you've got your stuff, and you're ready to go into market to sell it, and on your way back into town, you can see at the gates of the town that awful tax collector, Zacchaeus, has set up a a booth, and he's going to come and take your money. Jude's back. Let's give him a clap. Well done, Jude. Thank you, mate. Was that hard work? No, it wasn't. Oh, dear. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh, This tax collector has set up a booth, and he's going to try and pay your tax. Now, listen, you know you've paid your taxes. You've paid your taxes already, so you don't need to pay any more. But you know what he's like because he's done it before. And so you try to sneak past him and he sees you and he says, Oi, give me your money. And you go, but I've paid, I've paid. And then in front of all of your friends and all of the people around you, he hits you around the face. How dare you try and take my money from me would be your thought, right? How could you hit me for such a thing? This is what these people would have thought. Unfortunately, we know that Zacchaeus didn't stay that way, don't we? But that's a story for another day. So the people listening to Jesus' message here about loving your enemies were living under foreign rule. They were living with Roman soldiers around, telling them exactly what to do. And if they didn't, they were living around tax collectors who could hit them at will if they thought they weren't giving them enough money, when really they were. I wonder how you might feel if that was you. 
I imagine we might be pretty frustrated. Jesus is asking them, in spite of all those things, in spite of missing out on our lovely picnic and our cheese sandwiches, in spite of getting hit around the face, that we need to love those people. I'm not sure. But imagine if we did listen to Jesus' words. Imagine if they did decide. From that moment, they've, they've, they've listened to Jesus, they've got up, and they've gone back, and this has happened to them. I wonder if, Jude, you had said, you know what, Mr. Soldier, I'll carry your bag for you, and, then, and, and that's up that steep hill, and then we'll go up the next hill too, because I want to love you. I want to help you. Or if Zacchaeus hits us around the face and we stand there and we take another hit. Do you think that the Roman soldier and the the tax collector would think, hmm, I I wonder why they're doing this. Why are you offering to take my bag even further? Why are you letting me hit you again? Those questions might then lead to these people be able to share God's love. They might be able to share God's love with them and say, you know what? Jesus told me that I need to love you in spite of all these awful things that you're doing. That's what Jesus was telling those people. But what about us? What is Jesus telling us today? You see, it's not easy to love our enemies, is it? It's it's not easy, that that huge list of things that Sarah read through so brilliantly for us. To to do good to those who hate us, to bless people that curse us, to pray for those who mistreat us. That's really hard work, isn't it? But the good news is we don't have to do it alone. We don't do it by ourselves. Because God promises to help us. I wonder if right now, if you can think of someone who's maybe a little bit mean and nasty to you. Now, I hope, I really hope there aren't that many people in your lives. I'm not going to ask us to share that either. That's just for us. Okay? It could be the hardest thing that you ever do to love that person. Jesus promises to help us with that. And he offers us a better way. Back to our Greek. Agape. We need to show that love to everyone, even if they're our enemies, even if they frustrate or annoy us. It might be somebody who we don't really know who's at school, who's been a bit of a bully. It might be that we've fallen out with a brother or sister at home. People annoy or frustrate us, don't they? But we're called to love them. Um, there's a word that really does my head in. Um, tolerate. I don't know if you... <laughs> um, the, we heard of the British value of tolerance. And I just think, oh, that's awful, isn't it? Jesus didn't say, uh, tolerate your enemies and tolerate your neighbours and your friends. No, he told us to love them. Don't just tolerate people. It's love. Love others. Truly love them. Walk an extra mile with the bag. Turn the other cheek. Jesus says in verses 32 and 33 that if we only love those who love us, how are we different from anyone else? Everybody does that, right? 
It isn't easy to love our enemies, but it demonstrates the love that God has for us, this better way. You see, Jesus shows us that better way on the cross, right? When we sin, we're separated from God. God's over there. We're over there. We can't get back to him. He can't be near evil. He can't be near sin. But Jesus bridged the gap, right? He died so we didn't have to. While we're over there and God's over there, we're his enemies because we said, we don't want to live like you. We want to live our way. We want what we want and we want it now. We're enemies with God. But Jesus loved us. God loved us so much that he sent his son that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. And we need to respond to that. We love because God loved us first. And this better way is so countercultural, isn't it? It's so different. It's this upside down kingdom that Luke was talking about. That's Jesus on his throne up there. Sorry, up there. Now, fortunately, because of that, we get to see Jesus on a real throne up in heaven. But, but we were God's enemies, and God loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And so that's the love that we have for others, or should have for others. Bit of a health warning. This might be quite hard, this next bit, for for us down the front and, and any of us in here, and I know it's hard for me. Um, I wonder who it is that God's asking you to love today. Um, I think it would be good if we could all just take a moment to just close our eyes and have a think. And ask God to show you that person right now. Who is it that you need to love? Now, it might be somebody in your house, in your home. There might be somebody who's done wrong to you and harmed you and hurt you. But know that you don't have to do that alone, that you have Jesus' help to love them. This love has the power to completely transform the world, I think. Father God, um, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for what you spoke to those people uh, 2,000 years ago. Thank you that it still rings true today. And Lord, we need your help. We've been hurt by people. But we know that you've asked us to love them. And God, that's so, so hard. So God, will you help us to do that? Um, I just get a sense that there might be some people here that that's um, ringing true quite significantly for um, and I don't think you should leave here without being prayed for so if you get a sense that that's you and that you want to be prayed for um, do come over to the the prayer corner over there I'll be able to pray with you Um, one thing that we've got available down the front and this is um, up to you if you'd like to uh, is a little heart on a piece of paper It says, Jesus said, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, and then the Bible verse for today. If you want to come uh, and take one of these during the singing, 
and then maybe write the name of someone, or if you just want to keep that person between you and God, that's absolutely fine too. Um, But do come and take one if you'd like to. Put it on your fridge where you can see it this week as a reminder to love people.